Parenting and Parents on 702. Parenting and Parents time. Gail, thank you so much for coming back again. I know that uh, you are grace, have, have quite a busy schedule and get to grace us with your time. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, particularly just in terms of the amount of um, feedback that we're getting last time of many people struggling with their siblings. And I, I want to just, in summary, sort of say before we move to the next part of the conversation, for those of you that uh, were unable to listen, head over to primemediaplus.com um, and you can listen to the podcast of that uh, conversation. But in summary, we're just covering how parents treating children differently may have caused resentment and challenges in relationship that then bleed in their relationships, bleed into their adulthood with many of you listening shared how um you know, you you don't have certain relationships and you are the one who, you know, your siblings feel got it great, but you don't feel like that. Or the one who says they were never the favorite, they were always treated differently. And then even worse, when the parents are now invalidating your very real experience. And um, today, I want us to go to that part of the conversation that we don't often have, which is, you know, sometimes things happen in life maybe your father had children outside of the marriage or was married prior whatever it is where you have siblings outside of the home now you find yourselves as adults trying to create relationships with people that your parents did not even make an effort with now also i'm going to acknowledge the fact that sometimes it's a tricky situation if let's say the child was as a result of an extramarital affair where you'll have you know now you guys are adults and you see you're the outside child you see your siblings having had the best life they went on holidays they had a present father you had no father or you have the mother in the home saying i want nothing to do with this child that reminds me of the affair that you had and then there's just no participation so as using that as a starting point what are the different situations that can happen where children are not in the same home and now as adults they just don't even have a, a relationship and the parents did not do what they could have done they, they could have done better hi Lebo. so nice to be with you again today and i really do love the topic of sibling relationships because it has such an impact on mm. all your relationships so to talk about these complicated and i call it like the mixed family bundles because yes. it really is about Um, different siblings from different parents and different scenarios and really the key thing here when we are adults it's really up to us almost forming relationships as friendships we can never force relationships so whatever's happened or whatever's been the situation in your particular family Mm. it's all about understanding that there are going to be hurts there are going to be pains and everybody's different perceptions Mm. and it's really about approaching the different people whether it be a sibling you haven't had contact with Mm. whether it be and it's about starting and formulating a friendship to see can we have a conversation can we develop a relationship it's really about noticing who's willing to come and have a conversation mm. and to develop a relationship and who isn't. Mm, mm. So it, it is, of course, tricky. I know somebody who discovered that they have a sibling after this, after they were talking to a medium sure. who kept referring to, to a brother. But this person's like, no, I'm the only child. And then they said, speak to your parents to discover that they have a brother that's two years or three years younger than them. And they're now in their 30s. 
And it took a while for this person to truly process that when speaking to the parents, it was the result of an extramarital affair. And the mom knew. And obviously she felt terribly betrayed, especially because a big part of her identity was being an only child. But after a few years passed of her knowing, she decided I'm ready to meet with this person. And they are now starting to build a relationship. And that reminded me that it's after a certain point, it's no longer the parent's job to be the ones to help initiate those those relationships. However, where do you think parents do fail? Because if they don't introduce children to each other, they find themselves possibly dating one another, right? We've heard of those stories yeah. where you're like, I just found out this person is my half-brother. Yes, you know, where is parents' responsibility? I like to take it a step back to go to understand. I never ever go as parents fail, but the problem is that parents have got reasons why they don't. And there's no, yes, this is the right thing. No, there isn't. There's always just cause and effect. Mm. So from my side of things, it's okay. Parents will prevent, um, will not talk about the, this other sibling because they don't want to hurt feelings. They're mm. scared of what's going to happen. But it really does cause pain, like in your friend's example. You know, it, parents, make these choices unfortunately it is the consequence of it and then it is up to the adults to then decide how they're going to for this young girl or friend of yours where her identity was as an only child mm. it is hard and it's about then doing the work to go how am I and how do I identify myself mm. it's about identifying ourselves as people and the qualities we bring to relationships and sibling relationships as well so mm. it's just Life hands us or deals us certain aspects and we've got to go and take those aspects and work mm. with them within ourselves. So the advice I had given to her was, you know, as angry and frustrated as she was and she just did not want to meet with this person, was firstly, you don't know the, their story. Um, and secondly, we have a tendency to inherit our parents' issues that actually have nothing to do with us in the sense that that person has nothing to do with the issues of the adults and you have nothing to do with the issues of the adults. And at some point your parents are going to go and please know you will appreciate having somebody to share whatever you might face later on having a shared parent. But I also understood it takes time for a person to be ready and she initiated and the, the parents are not even a part of what they are trying to build with their relationship, but what could you share with all of us could be the great benefits, assuming that the relationship is healthy of having a sibling in your life as an adult. I think it's really awesome to have a sibling relationship in your life. But to go back, you know, to share, looking at your friend's anger, my always um, advice is always that all their anger and frustration is welcome. The question is to introspect, to go, where are you projecting the anger? Are you mm. angry at your parents? Are you angry at the person? And you're absolutely right. The other, the other sibling doesn't really have anything to do. It's not, it wasn't their story. But in terms of having a relationship with a sibling, it's so awesome to have somebody who's close, who if you can formulate a good relationship to be there for each other, 
and to navigate because that other sibling would also have had their story in, in relation to not having met her either. So it is about them having almost like a bond of that hurt or pain and they mm. can actually work together and perhaps heal that part and to form a good relationship despite maybe the possible mistakes their parents made. I, I literally, there are certain conversations I can only have with my siblings uh, um, that no one will be able to relate to. And I'm going to use something very specific. Who are you going to like uh, have a call, be like, oh my gosh, do you want to know what your mom just did? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, guess what your father just did? It's like there is something about bonding in, and I'm saying this in jest, in trauma, but also bonding in the the light side of some of the experiences that you've gone through while they might not be the same there are many things like now we make so much fun of our parents and the things that they do and the mannerisms and something as simple of um you know when you're kids and we were upstairs in the house how would you know which parent is coming up because the one parent you'd have to scurry and fix things the other one and we'd all note that with my mom you could smell her perfume and you could hear her bangles jingling so you knew it was her my dad had this throat clearing thing he would do so you'd know and then as later we'd be like is that also how you knew and you laugh at these little things that you could never share those experiences with anyone else but we take your calls on audible one double eight three or seven oh two in the whatsapp line oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two we've got rory uh from pretoria we're going to take your call uh, Rory, hi, Rory. How are you doing? Yes, good, thank you. That's that's just an anonymous name. I've asked for sensitivity it's not okay. to be called by my name. No problem. So, um, I just want to ask advice from Gail. Mm. If I have a cousin who, at eighteen, had an illegitimate son, mm. and um, anyway, she she had him and gave him up for adoption at birth. Mm. She then went on to get married and have two more children whose lives I'm very involved in. And they've grown up now. They're 42 and and 40. And um, her husband, obviously my cousin passed away and her husband remarried. And I said to him, I think it's time we told the children that there was another son that was born illegitimately mm. and because my cousin had never told her children but we as a family all knew but we weren't allowed to say mm. and then when she died I said to her husband I think you need to say that there was an illegitimate child that was given up for adoption and he said absolutely not but he has since passed away a couple of months ago and I always have lived with this guilt. Do I tell them? Do I sit them down now at this age and say there was someone or is it going to cause a huge amount of drama in mm. the family? That's, that's a big question to ask. You know, um, my question to you would be, in a sense of your guilt, what would satisfy the guilt? Because in a place like that, it depends on um, what you want out of that. To answer your question, there will be trauma and there will be um, stress in the situation. It's almost a case of more understanding what your need to settle your guilt. You know, in a sense, with this it's not um it wasn't your um decision to make those choices and perhaps to to honor um your cousin and her husband's um wishes might be a good thing 
I would really be, I don't think I could give an advice of yes or no, you should or you shouldn't. I would rather like to introspect to go, what would settle your guilt? Mm. And I think that's a very good question, uh, Rory. Yes, it is. it is a good question. Guilt is probably the wrong word. I think I just feel disloyal to my nieces and nephews because the whole world knows, so even my own children and everyone, and we all have kept quiet about it. Now I sort of feel it's a bit like an affair. Everyone knows your husband's had an affair with mm. you, you know. How, how old are the kids, Rory? 40 and 42. Oh, wow. So... Oh, that is such a, a, a tough, tough one. And I, uh, <sighs> my, my question I would ask too is to understand more dynamics around the family and those, um, the children. They've lost their mom, they've lost their dad. Is this something that, um, how strong are they emotionally? Is this something that would benefit them? How would it benefit them, do you think? Yeah, you, you're right. It may not benefit them except cause a lot of unnecessary more trauma in their lives. But so I, I have and a, I, I, the question mm-hmm. is also a question to be going. If they were told about it. Who would be there to support them to process that sense of having not heard about it for all these years? You know, there would need yes. to be some form of support for them to talk about it and to get um, to get the support and what it would mean for them. And also keep in mind, Rory, if you deliver the news, it's going to be a double blow because they will be angry that it didn't come from their parents. Having said that, I have a, a, a friend as well who lost a half-sibling, but she only, because this person was a public figure, she only found out after the person had died that that was her half-sister. And she came with me to the memorial because I knew this person, and she was absolutely devastated, not just at the fact that she didn't get to meet this person, she didn't know her whole life, but also at the fact that the news didn't come from her father herself. So I don't think it's going to, you're going to get the specific answers that you're looking for because you will know the dynamics within the family. You will get yes. to know and understand what the imp- implications could be. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, digest some of the things that we've shared with you to take into consideration. It is a lot in your 40s. But I, I personally would not want to walk around this earth having known that I had somebody else who shared. I would want to find out about their life. So there is also that thing of they could go out and find out about their life. Maybe this person wrote a book. Maybe this, who knows what they did, that they could also participate in preserving their memory and their legacy. I don't know. But these are things that you need to think about. There are so many messages that are coming through. I'm going to try my best uh, to get through as many of them as possible. One says, Lebo, I distanced myself from my siblings because I had to learn the hard lessons that I was only wanted when I could give. Other than that, I am non-existent to them. This is from Melissa. Another one says, my relationship with my sister, who is one year, six months older than me, is not as solid in adulthood, all because my mother used to compare me with my sister. She was always one year ahead of me at school, and my mother used to say to me, study like your sister to pass. And I used to resent that because my learning styles were completely different from my sister. I still tread on eggshells when I relate to her, even in adulthood. I avoid any form of arguments with her all due 
to our childhood upbringing. And another one from Tatenda says, Lebo, as we are expecting our second child, my seven-year-old son is not happy at all. Sometimes I call him to feel the baby kicking, but he's not interested at all. How can I get him to love his little sister coming? Let's start with the adult one, and then we can touch on the preparing the little one. Sure. You know, um, well, can I start with preparing the little one, and then we're going to go back to the adult one? Yes. Okay. So to prepare your little seven-year-old for the baby coming um I've actually got a course that gives you the details on how to do that. Um, Basically, it's not about forcing. The moment you are trying to get him to like it, you're putting pressure on him and that'll give him more stress. The key is to go into questioning here, to be going to go, what does it mean for him having a baby sister? It's to open the conversation without pressure of needing him to be a certain way. Mm. it, It takes time. All you want to be doing is what does it feel like when you get a sister what does he think it's also about you having a look and going what is your structure that's going to be in place where he'll still get his time perhaps how are you going to navigate baby when the baby comes if he can get reassurance to know that your love for your his baby sister and your love for him is not going to change that's when it settles So it's not about getting him to be excited. It's about settling his fears and asking questions and allowing him to feel uncomfortable. Mm. The moment he's allowed to feel uncomfortable and can talk about it, that's what's going to settle his stress. And then when they get together, the relationship further on is where you will start to build him to love his sister. Oh, here's a tough one from Anonymous. Great topic. I learned about my older half-brother when I was a teenager and have since had a distant relationship with him. My father went to his grave denying him. I feel for this half-brother, but I worry about betraying the memory and wishes of my late father. What can I do? Anonymous, I would say get get a DNA test. Go and get your DNA compared between the two of you. I mean, the man's gone. The other one's alive. Yeah, for me, for me, it's a case of what do you really need? I think, you know, when it comes down to all relationships and actually the answer to all these general questions is to really go and see what is right for you. You know, yes, your father maybe who didn't want it to happen, but if it's important to you and he's passed away, then meeting your need is important so to do the investigation knowing that it's going to be a bit hard but if that's what you want to explore i would be inclined to um take the steps to explore it all right more of your messages coming through on 072702 and 702 let's play some voice notes this discussion you are having right now um about siblings and not knowing you know that you have siblings and stuff like that it's so triggering. I'm turning 51 this year. Last year, March, just before my 50th birthday, my mother came to me in a dream and came and told me that I was fathered by somebody else. And she gave me the same name of the man that fathered me. Cut a long story short, made some investigations, found that it was actually true and I met some of those siblings and my life is such a roller coaster right right now as an emotional turmoil. Some days I'm okay, some days I'm scared, some days I'm confused, some days I'm just 
it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I would like to remain anonymous for today because this is, yeah. Yeah. Great topic. Thanks, Lil Wokile. Um, I found out when I was a teenager that uh, my father had had uh, uh, this boy before he met my mother and had us. So um, I've got an older brother and I've known for decades and uh, we have been in touch uh, but hardly, uh, you know, see each other, you know, once in a long, you know, blue moon. And um, now my father is no longer alive and... uh, I feel like if I were, because my father denied paternity of, of this child, I feel like if I was to get any closer to this guy, uh, I'd I be somehow betraying my father. And, um, you know, I feel uncomfortable about it, even though, on the other hand, I feel sorry for this guy also. Uh, so I don't know how to go about it. Uh, and my, but when my mother is alive, she never, uh, she's uncomfortable talking about it. So I really don't know what to do. Thanks, Anonymous. This topic touches me and affects me in a huge way. We have the siblings who were three, born by the same mother and father. But this girl, um, just the half-sister, has pure hate. And it stems from the fact that her parents, my mom, sorry, his mom, her mom, and my dad never married and he makes that she makes that our problem that's where the bitterness comes in i don't know where we were and i do not know what she was supposed to do about that um she's just missed wasn't that and this is a huge problem to a point that i literally decided i am going to cut her off we are not in speaking terms all right, and the last message that I'll read before I allow you to respond, Gail, to everybody in general. I'm a, I'm a polygamy child. I have five other siblings I don't really have a relationship with. The resentment I have towards them is because when I was young, I stayed in the villages with my father's parents while the other kids stayed with my father and they were treated like eggs and I was suffering out in the bush. We have run out of time, but maybe you can respond generally to all of those messages. It really, really is such a difficult subject. Very difficult subject. And I think the to answer in general for all of those is that we've got to learn to have our sense of identity as who we are as people and to look at all the different scenarios and situations that parents and that children are in and to we when when we are choosing to have a relationship with somebody sometimes there's going to be lots of anger and resentment and hate and so on it's about taking one step at a time and ultimately to form a relationship with a sibling even if it's a friendship is to actually both parties need to be working and talking through their challenges with them it's the same as that person who was um who's feel like they're betraying their dad Mm. in that place it's to work through your own feelings to go how am i in relation to my dad how did i respect him did i have a good relationship with him and Mm. separate his relationship with his sibling from that Mm. and to go what is it that i want you know ultimately relationships are there to give us um enjoyment and Mm. you just want to 
take one step at a time and see if both parties can work at it. Thank you so much to all of you going through such a challenging time. You're all sharing your stories of growing up without a parent while the others had the father. Um, some of you discovering your siblings online. It is um, exceptionally difficult, but thank you for being vulnerable with your conversations. Thank you so much, Gail, for coming back for this very important conversation. Just such after two